people have an image of a typical vicar. It's male, they're in their 60s and they've got grey hair. I don't conform to any of those things. Building a following on social media is tough. And one of the hardest things is figuring out which platforms you should be on to attract your ideal followers. That's exactly where the Reverend Anne Beverly, who leads a church in the northwest of England, found herself 18 months ago. We had teenagers who come to church on a Sunday and we weren't really providing anything for them other than our usual services. And I very quickly realised that, of course, they're all on TikTok. Under the guidance of her young parishioners, the Reverend Anne started a TikTok account and it went viral. One of the kids had said to me, do this trend. They sent me a video and so I said, okay, I'll do this trend. That video went viral. It hit 1.7 million views. We then decided that I probably needed to take it a little bit more seriously. I needed to brush my hair before I videoed, be a bit more strategic about the stuff that we were putting out. In this interview, you'll learn how this TikToking lady vicar blew up on social media and what you can learn from her about growing your audience on social media. While we focus on TikTok in this interview, what she shares can be applied to any social media platform. You're listening to the Courageous Content Podcast. I'm Janet Murray, and I love helping coaches, creatives, and entrepreneurs create super engaging content that generates leads and sales for their businesses. No one starts a business and just knows how to create engaging content. It's a skill that has to be learned and practiced. And there's always something new to learn, no matter how long you've been in business. And I know running an online business can feel messy. Perfectionism, fear, self-doubt, and other mindset stuff can stop you showing up online in the way that's best for you. So you'll get help with that too. Ready to get courageous with your content? Let's get started. What would God think of TikTok? I think that he probably would quite like it. There are some things that are on TikTok that he might not like. There are people who post some content that's not very nice. And you do see things where people are being racist or homophobic, and he absolutely wouldn't like those things. But he doesn't like those things in the whole of life, not just um, on social media. I think God created us to live in community and to live in fellowship with one another. And years and years and years ago, we used to live in little hamlets, didn't we? And we used to live together in little families. Now society is different and we have to find community in different places. And one of the main ways, especially during the pandemic, that we have found community is we through social media. We can connect with other people. And one of the great things about social media is that we can connect with other people who have similar interests to us. Sometimes in our local community where we live, sometimes the only things that we have in common are the fact that we live near each other. Whereas when we go on to our virtual communities, we're actually connecting with people who've got similar interests, similar beliefs and similar likes to us. I think that that can be very uplifting. What made you decide to get on TikTok? We kind of fell into it a little bit. A very long time ago, I was involved in a family where I actually met the mum of the family and I met her just as she had left um, our local hospital because her daughter had very sadly tried to commit suicide because she'd been bullied online. Now, fortunately, she didn't actually manage to do it, but obviously it caused an awful lot of upset and a lot of pain. And the mum came to us and she just said, how can I possibly keep my daughter safe? I don't even have my own mobile phone. 
and I'm certainly not on Facebook and I have no idea how to do these things. That had a very profound effect on me at the time. My children at that point were only toddlers, they were little, but I decided at that point that wherever my kids are, I also want to be. If I don't know anything about social media, I've got absolutely no hope of helping them. As my kids grew up and they became teenagers, they went on to TikTok themselves. So I decided that that was where I wanted to be as well. I started on TikTok for that reason. We had about seven teenagers who come to church on a Sunday and we weren't really providing anything for them other than our usual services. And I very quickly realized that, of course, they're all on TikTok. So we started to create some content just for our seven kids. Our social media accounts have grown from there. So how would you describe TikTok to someone who's not used the platform before? TikTok is a social media platform. Um, It's all video content, so there's very little written. The videos last typically less than a minute, and quite often they're about 15, 20 second long videos. And people post all sorts of things. They post things about their hobbies. They post things about their children. They post things about their working life. There's quite a lot of comedy on there. There's a lot of people posting stories about experiences that they've had. Quite often find that you'll get one piece of music that will be used thousands and thousands of times by different people in different ways, all trying to follow the same trend. If you haven't heard of Trending Sounds, here's a quick explainer. TikTok, known formally as Musical.ly, relies on sounds uploaded by users or artists for use by other TikTok creators. These are often samples, remixes or mashups of popular songs. Voiceovers and voice effects are popular too. And trending sounds often lead to trending dances. Although if you listen to my previous interview with wedding pianist Nicole Reynolds, I'll link to it in the show notes, you'll know there is so much more to TikTok than dancing and lip syncing. While no one truly knows how the TikTok algorithm works, it's generally believed that videos that use trending sounds get better engagement and reach. Are people surprised to see a lady vicar on TikTok? Surprise is quite a common reaction. People have an image of a typical vicar. It's male, they're in their 60s and they've got grey hair. I don't conform to any of those things. And so I think people generally have some surprise when they see me even just walking down the street. But having said that, women in the church and younger people in the church is becoming a lot more common and people are getting a lot more used to seeing us. Tell us about your first video. When we first of all started, we were really just posting videos about scripture content. So we'd maybe quote passages from the Bible, and that was really all we were doing. And we we literally only had sort of six and seven views on each of our videos, because we were just talking to our children for, at our church. One of the kids had said to me, do this trend they sent me a video. And so I said, okay, I'll do this trend. I pretended at the end of church to be waving goodbye to everybody. And then I walked back into the building. And I sort of did a few dance to say, you know, the service is over. Thank goodness for that. I can go and have a brew. That video went viral. It hit 1.7 million views. We then decided that I probably needed to take it a little bit more seriously. I needed to brush my hair before I videoed, be a bit more strategic about the stuff that we were putting out. And also checking for song lyrics, because 
music is wonderful and music is a gift from God, but some of the song lyrics that are available for us to create content around are not always necessarily appropriate. I bet you're dying to see this viral video, aren't you? Don't worry, I've added a link in the show notes. But just in case you're walking, driving or on the treadmill, I'm going to describe it for you now. So imagine the Reverend Anne standing at the church door in her priest's outfit. She's wearing a black top, black trousers and her dog collar. She has blonde hair, cut in a bob, great makeup, more on that later, and a smiley, friendly face. In the first shot, she's standing by the church door, waving and smiling at her congregation. The caption says, see you later, goodbye. In the next shot, she turns her back to the door, pulls her face, and walks towards the camera. In the final shot, she's dancing. One of those trending TikTok dances. And what was it about that first video that made it go viral? It made people go, oh, they weren't expecting that. The vicar standing at the door being very particular and very posh and saying goodbye to everybody and thank you very much. And then turns into the middle of the church when nobody's there, nobody's looking, and then does a silly dance, you know, <laughs> to go, phew, thank goodness for that, I can go home now. So it made people smile. People also related to it because, I mean, we've all done that, haven't we? We've had lovely visitors and it's been awesome. And you say goodbye to them and you go, oh, thank goodness for that. I can go and put my feet up. <laughs> so it's just a relatable thing. I think a lot of people buy into that stereotype that vicars, priests, anybody who's very religious is a good person who never does anything wrong. What really drew me to your videos was that you seem so relatable and normal. And one of the things about the social media content that we put out is that we talk about life in all its glory and all its messiness. We talk about when things are good and then we talk about the mess as well. And I'll talk about when things have gone wrong or when things have been upsetting or when I'm cross about things. And so we show life in all its glory. And people really relate to that because people do not live perfect lives. They live lives that are perfect sometimes, but most of the time are just really messy. Being real and being myself when I'm out there and I, I'm just talking about me and the things that I've been doing that day. Actually, people relate to that because that's what they are doing in their lives. And it makes, it makes God and it makes the church accessible to people. None of us are perfect. And religion is definitely not perfect. And the church is absolutely not perfect. We are human beings and the church is run by human beings. And so it is very imperfect. One of the things I love about the Reverend Anne's content is that she doesn't come across as the perfect person or mum. Her content is funny, relatable and honest. Like in this video about taking her kids back to school for the first time after lockdown. The video is shot in her car and she's wearing her priest dog collar. Because of COVID, my kids haven't been to school since before Christmas. Today, they started back and I've just dropped them off. And you know what? I've dropped them off in one piece and with clean school uniform on. I'm taking that as a win. If we make the, the Christian message so unattainable, so far removed from real life, it doesn't have any relevance to people. 
the message that we preached was that when Jesus came, he did exactly that. He went and sat with the untouchables and the general unwashed, and he went and broke all the societal norms. And he was a very real person. He talks about that he was hungry, that he was he was thirsty, and he talks about being tired and being grumpy. And we have these lovely stories in the Bible of Jesus being very human. His best friend dies and he's, he's devastated and he cries. And we have these awesome stories of where Jesus, yes, okay, he's God, but he was a man and he was a real man and he experienced life as we experience it as priests and as church leaders. When we want to copy God and copy Jesus, that's what we have to do. We actually have to be real. We do have to point people to a better way of living. We, we are here to say, actually, there is a better way to do this. There is a better way to love people. There is a better way of tolerance. There is a better way to give people hope. So we do point people to that. But we're also human beings and we get the fact that life is just at times rubbish. We can show that. We can still be Christian and it can be rubbish all at the same time. If you're not of faith, I appreciate some of this might feel unfamiliar or maybe even uncomfortable. But everything Anne has shared so far can be applied to your business. The reason her content is so popular is because she focuses on three key things that make a huge difference when you're building an online audience. Growing a community of like-minded people, creating relatable content and having fun with your content. What are some of your favorite videos that you've created for TikTok? I think one of my more recent favorite videos, I'm in the church and I say, some people say that women cannot be priests, but they can in the Church of England. And it has a transition in it where I'm going from wearing my normal clothes to wearing my church robes that I would wear when I take a service. The reason why I like that video so much is because it feels very empowering for women. The Church of England is not a perfect institution by a long way, but it does do a lot of good stuff. And I'm actually quite proud to be a part of them. It's done incredibly well. It's in the millions of views, but that's not my real reason why I like it. The reason I like it is because TikTok is a worldwide platform and there are many countries in the world where women cannot be ordained and where women cannot be priests in any way, shape or form. The number of encouraging messages that I've got from people who live in those countries, from women who are saying, I didn't know that that was even possible in another country, through to women who are saying, thank you so much. You know, we are fighting within our local church to have equality between men and women and to have women ordained. And so I feel it's been a very empowering video that has reached a much wider audience than I ever anticipated that it would do. Yeah, and I guess it's inspiring even to people who aren't thinking about becoming ordained, but just that things that previously haven't been possible as a woman might be possible and you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When I mentioned I was doing this interview on social media, there were a few raised eyebrows because I used the phrase TikToking Lady Vicar instead of just TikToking Vicar. Surely that's the same as saying Lady Firefighter, a couple of people pointed out. But while the Church of England is progressive in this area, around 32% of active clergy are female, in the Catholic Church, which I was raised in, and many other faiths, women can still not be ordained as priests or the equivalent. 
So I felt it was important and relevant to be specific about the gender of my guest. And if you don't like Lady Vicar and think I should have said female Vicar, we may have to agree to disagree on that. TikToking Lady Vicar sounds friendly and fun, just like the Reverend Anne and her TikTok account. TikToking female Vicar, instantly flatter. Headlines are important, and I really wanted you to listen to this episode. How about your bosses in the Anglican Church? I'm guessing there may have been some raised eyebrows about what you're doing. It's been really interesting, actually. As a consumer of TikTok, I quite often watch as people who are representing the companies that they work for post content online. And some of that's incredibly positive and you can see that their organisations are really behind that. And occasionally people put things on that are very derogatory about the company that they are working for and they then get into trouble for doing that and possibly rightly so. I think it's the hierarchy in the Church of England has been exceptionally supportive of the social media work that we've been doing here. Our bishops think it's great. They all follow us and our (laughs) archdeacons follow us. Quite often get messages from them to say, that was funny or I saw that. I get lots of encouraging messages from them. So that's good. But I think this is something that as a society, actually, we are going to have to address at some point. If you work for Royal Mail, for example, and you stand up there in your Royal Mail uniform and create TikTok content or indeed any social media content, you are, whether you like it or not, a spokesperson for that company. So you've got to make sure that what you're posting is in line with the company values. And it's the same for the church. My content has been well received because it aligns with the views of the church and it aligns with the message that the church as a whole is trying to get out there. I think if I was to be posting content that that wasn't, then I would expect that they would come down on me and ask me to stop, as they would in any walk of Mm -hmm. society. And how about the congregation? It's been really well received within our congregation. I think that social media generally has been helpful for them because it's allowed them to engage with the church during lockdown. So they've got a positive view of social media because it's helped them. But not only that, I think they think it's lovely. One lady is a mature lady of my congregation and went home and downloaded TikTok onto her phone. Um, so that she could follow the vicar. But as a result of that, she then discovered her grandchildren and her great-grandchildren were posting content as well on TikTok. They came around to see her and and she got so much street cred because her grandchildren were like, oh my goodness, grandma's on TikTok. And so, you know, which they thought was just awesome. How much negativity do you get on your TikTok account? We do get a little bit, absolutely, as everybody does when you're online. A very high percentage of the people who comment on the videos is positive. We'll get people who say, I'm not a Christian, but actually I really liked what you've posted then. Or I don't believe in God, but that was brilliant what you said. I agree with what you've just said. Or I'm not religious, but I I really respect your passion for what you do. By and large, I tend to leave negative comments up. I delete comments if they have threatened physical violence against me or against somebody else. I take comments down when they are saying something illegal or offensive to somebody else. But apart from that, I tend to leave the negative comments up. I should have asked the Reverend Anne to talk more about the threats of physical harm she spoke about so breezily. But in our pre-interview chat, I did ask her whether she ever got upset when people made mean comments on social media or took them personally. 
She said she didn't. But what she did say was that she tries not to argue with people online, even when what she feels they're saying is incorrect. Adding that no one comes off well in that kind of situation. You know, if somebody puts a comment on on somebody's post that says, oh, you're ugly, just because that person has commented you are ugly doesn't actually make you ugly. And everybody else who's looking at that video, they can look at that comment and then they can look back at the person and they can go, well, I don't agree with that. And actually the comment says more about the person that left it than it does about the person that they're saying it about. Mm. And, and we're not stupid, are we, as society? We can see when somebody's being unkind. So I tend to just let them stand. It's okay for somebody to say, I don't believe in God because God gave us free will to choose whether we believe or not. It's not offensive to me if somebody doesn't believe. I can tell people about my faith and I can tell them how it, how it affects my life and how it benefits me. And then it's their choice whether they believe or not. You're blonde and smiley and attractive. You have very good makeup. I saw one comment where somebody said, you're a bit of a hottie for a vicar. How do you cope with comments like that? My kids read the comments mm. <laughs> and my son's like, oh, for goodness sake, do they not know that you're 44 years old and you've got two kids? So he's like a bit, that's gross. That can be quite amusing, really. Most of the time when people say things like that, I just like them and move on. I had a series of people asking me, are you married? I took that to mean, oh, you're attractive would you like to have a relationship with me? It took me about three or four days before I realized that the majority of these comments were coming from countries where the priests who are working within those countries are not allowed to be married. They were asking a genuine question. Are your priests allowed to be married? Because obviously in some denominations, the priests don't get married. That's not the case in our denomination. So it took me a little while before I realized what they were actually asking me. (laughs) So do you do your makeup, especially for your TikToks? Yes and no. I tend to have a day where I do most of my recording. So I pre-record a lot of content, not just for TikTok, but for all the social media and also for our services as well. And so on the morning where I'm going to be pre-recording, I tend to brush my hair and do my makeup a little bit better than I possibly would have done otherwise. But there is lots of content out there where I have rolled out of bed put some lip gloss on and done it. And that's also okay. If I'd got up late on a morning where I was due to be recording and I hadn't got any makeup on, I would still record. It it doesn't really matter. Before I was a vicar, I used to own beauty salons. Uh-huh. And so makeup and hair and nails is a bit of a passion for me. It's like a hobby for me almost. I quite enjoy doing makeup just purely for that reason. For someone listening who is a business owner and thinking, What the heck should I be posting to attract my ideal audience? What advice would you have? I think when it comes to social media, the biggest thing is to experience it as a user, which is what I've done before, really. We started posting content, especially with TikTok. So I created accounts. It was an anonymous account. I didn't post any content myself. So I would click through the videos. Um, The same for Facebook, the same for Instagram, and the same for YouTube. And so actually getting into those platforms as a user teaches you an awful lot about what you like to see and what other people are putting out there. And that helps, I think, then when it comes to creating your own content. I know 
how other people are doing it. I know when I see video on Instagram or a post and I think, oh no, that's rubbish. I don't like that because they've done it this way or they've put the captions too low and I can't see what they're saying. They're stood right in front of a window and and I can't see their face properly. Being a user teaches you what's good and what's not good. And also, as a user, you can then scroll through and you can say, oh my goodness, look, this particular content has gone down really well. And you can save that content and think, how can I do something similar? One of the big things about social media is that people flick. You're on Facebook or you're on Instagram and you're scrolling up, 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 up. Why is somebody going to stop on your post? You quite often find when people are promoting a product, as you scroll up through Facebook or Instagram, you see a picture of, of the actual product before you see any, any description or anything else about it. Back in the day when you had your your beauty and mm. hair businesses, if you were getting onto TikTok to promote that kind of business, what sort of thing do you think you would create? Do you know, if I was back in the salons, I'd have great fun because you can do some fantastic transformations, makeup transformations and hair transformations. But what TikTok is good for is that you can show a transformation And then you can post a link through to YouTube. Watch how we created this look. Mm. And then you can send them through to YouTube. We've done that with quite great effect within the church because we spread the seeds and say, look at this, it's really good. And then people say, well, how can I be a Christian? And I point them through to YouTube and say, okay, so go watch YouTube because that gives you more information. I think it was interesting what you said there about sprinkling the seeds. People often worry about selling on social media. So your product or service is faith or Christianity. But I thought it was interesting what you said. We sow the seeds on social media. We send them to YouTube where we convert, if that makes sense. And I'm guessing for a business owner, that might translate as TikTok will be the place where you build the relationship. You sow the seeds, but actually then you're taking people somewhere else to make the sale. Absolutely. TikTok is the place where we pique people's interest. YouTube is the place where we develop that interest. And what I really love about what you've done on TikTok is you've built a community, which is what social media is all about, and you've grown your community there. But what's driving what you do is a central message. Mm. And I think that business owners could learn something from that what is your message what are you about what are you online for it's very much the case for us yes we have one very simple message that I repeat over and over and over and over again God loves you God cares for you God wants a relationship with you and it's a very simple straightforward message when it comes to TikTok you just haven't got time to do anything complicated it's got to be very simple and it's got to be very straightforward things go wrong on TikTok when people try to be too clever. If you try to get too engrossed in a message or try to get too much information, people just keep scrolling. They just flick up. It's got to be very short, sharp, simple, straightforward. And if you can make somebody smile in the middle of it, then you've done incredibly well. There is so much business owners can learn from the Reverend Dan about building an online audience. She's built an engaged online community around a very specific niche. Her content is relatable and memorable. Even if people don't like or agree with it, it's definitely not vanilla or boring, unlike lots of business content out there. Her content is focused around one key message that centers around her core values. In her case, because she's in the business of faith, the message is God loves you. In my case, because I'm in the business of helping entrepreneurs with their content, 
My core message is to be courageous with your content. And it's like my anchor. Whenever I find myself wondering what kind of content to post or second guessing myself over whether something's a good idea or not, I go back to that core message of being courageous with your content. And it sets me back on the right path every single time. If you've never really thought about what your core message is, I hope this interview has inspired you to do so. Who knows, it may even inspire you to get on TikTok with The Reverend Dan. If you've enjoyed this interview and would like to connect with The Reverend Dan, you can find her at Christchurch Wesham on TikTok. And I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. But I will share the link to all of her socials in the show notes. And I'll play you out with one of my favorite Reverend Dan videos. Things I think about when leading services. I wonder if anyone is listening. My feet are killing me. Did I just say that wrong? I think that chap over there is all seep. Okay, definitely said that wrong. My husband is trying not to laugh. A new person. Would you like to create super engaging content about your business and do it consistently? If so, you need my courageous content planner in your life. It's a gorgeous A4 desk diary that's so simple to use because it's based on my 4x4 strategy, which involves posting four styles of content four days a week. Yes, content planning really can be that easy. There's templates for daily, weekly, monthly, and annual planning, so you know exactly what to post, where, and when. Plus hundreds of ready-to-go content ideas and prompts. So you'll never run out of ideas for social media posts again. And accountability trackers to keep you consistent with your posting. The Courageous Content Planner is both practical and pretty with four gorgeous cover designs to choose from. So if you want to ditch the content overwhelm and you want a simple content plan you can actually stick to, head over to CourageousContentPlanner.com to order your copy today. Thanks for listening to the Courageous Content Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media. That way, more people can benefit from the free tips and strategies I share. And be sure to tag me in when you do. I'm at Jan Murray on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.